Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a fucking ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is May 23rd, 2019. 104 days to kick off. Whoa, you were excited about that one. You know what I'm excited about? Take a guess. Our new signing? (laughs) Yes. Well, we haven't signed him yet. We've agreed to terms with him. We've agreed to terms with him. Which means... He's just out of the country right now and can't sign his contract. He couldn't, like, fax it over or something? I know. Can't they do, like, DocuSign? (laughs) This This is the modern age, man. Get with it. They probably could. They probably do. And like the signing thing that they always have cameras at and they have like a view from the table as they're signing their contract. That's probably like just one of those certificates that Mm. you get. Yeah. It's probably not even the real contract. All right. Before we get into all that, let's go through our fact checks and follow ups. Uh, Fact check. Molly was right and Ralph was wrong. What? I'm sorry. What? Never will I repeat that again. (laughs) That's okay. I have it on recording. I could just loop it. (laughs) Sue wore number 90 during one of his teams. Ralph had said it must have been the Dolphins because he wore number 93 at Detroit and the Rams. That was incorrect. He wore number 90 at Detroit and number 93 at the Dolphins and Rams. It was going to be so, so interesting if he wears 93 at the Buccaneers. He's going to. Well, he can't wear 90. JPP's got that number. Right. It's 93. If If he wears 93, one, getting him... Is a huge smack in the face to Daryl McCoy. But if he wears number 93, oof. We're replacing you. Yeah, that's like a breaking up with your girlfriend and, and dating a model mm-hmm. that looks the same but better and has the same name. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to change anything except for pictures in the house. <laughs> Another follow-up. Greg Schiano's special assistant was Butch Davis. He was hired in 2012. We talked about Tom Moore being... Consultant. A consultant with Arians. Then we brought up Greg Schiano had one of those too, but his was a special assistant. Oh. Whatever that means. He's special. (laughs) Fact check. This one really blew me away. The NFL does not allow agents to make more than 3% commission. I said upwards of 30%. I know. That's what I would have thought. You know, I used to watch Arliss. I think it was HBO or Showtime. Well, that was a great show. That's where I get all my facts from. (laughs) TV. Sometimes they're right. <laughs> that new Ted Bundy thing was pretty pretty right. Yeah. New Ted Bundy movie on Netflix. What was the name of it? I can't remember. Shockingly evil, disturbingly vile, and something else. I thought vile was the last word. That's Maybe. A, I don't know. A stupid title, I thought. They took that from what the judge said when he sentenced him. Played by John Malkovich, which was excellent casting. John Malkovich is always good casting. He's always good. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this. Wait. Okay, go ahead. I had one fat check of my own. A fat check? A fat check, yes. Fat what, check. what were mine, skinny checks? Yes. The We said, what would the income tax on $20 million be? And oh, God, yeah. It's like in the millions. It's $3.6 million. Yeah, I said 36000 <laughs> Then I said, no, maybe it's 360000 <laughs> One more zero on there. I should have known it because I work with numbers. I'm just going to go with my brain was fried. That works for me. Okay. All right, let's get to the news, man. We agreed to terms with the Dominican Sioux. One year, $9.25 million with incentives that can push it up to $10 million. So we saved about $3 million, and we're going to spend that on Devin White. Or you could say Shaquille Barrett. Yeah, so- that's what someone was making the case for, that we got rid of McCoy, and we got Sue and Shaq Barrett. 
Yes, we've talked about this quite a bit. It's funny how we speculated on this jokingly, that how funny it would be if Sue was brought in to replace McCoy. And then like the next day. It happened. Yes, it, it was like the news everywhere. Ian Rappaport has said it. So now that it's like pretty official, what do you think? I'm just curious what our defense is now going to look like. So we've got Vea and Sue in the middle. Oof. I know. He went getting nowhere. And Bo Allen. And you better get the ball out quick because we're coming. Yes, that's the thing. I mean, you are not going to be able to run between the tackles on us at all. I mean, Sue and Vea are extremely powerful run stoppers. They're both very strong. I would say Vea is probably stronger. Yeah, Vea is stronger. But Sue is definitely... A tough guy. And I was thinking about this, too. And I think somebody had mentioned it on a podcast. It might be where I got it from. I don't know. But, you know, I was saying that Vita Vea, he's getting, he's nasty. He was getting nasty at the end of the year. Like I said, if you watch the film, when he gets up, he puts his hand on his opponent's chest and puts all of his weight on him as he gets up. And he's a big boy. He's a big boy. <laughs> and if he's tussling with somebody after the ball goes by or the play's dead, he throws him to the ground. <laughs> You know, so he's he's getting a nasty streak in him. And I think that they didn't want... Apparently, when he first came in the league, he was all Mr. Gosh, Chuck. And he's a really nice guy when you hear him in interviews. Yeah. And then we heard that Jason Light had a talk with him and told him to get more violent. I think, those, I think that was the word he used, violent. And he did. And I think they don't want Vea to get McCoy's attitude. They'd rather him get Sue's attitude. They don't want him to be soft. Right. <laughs> So they're bringing Sue in is a large part of it, I think, is to mentor Vea to be a concrete eater, you know, a face stomper. You, I mean, the two aren't mutually exclusive. You can be nasty on the field and nice as a person. I don't. We keep making Sue out like he's this boogeyman bad guy or mm-hmm. the detractors. That's what they're doing. They're saying he's a character issue. He's not good in the locker room. Basically, the antithesis of Gerald McCoy. Yeah. But it's not necessarily true. I no. mean, Sue is very charitable. He's involved with the community. Sixth most charitable player athlete in America. That was in 2011. In 2011. The top most charitable player in the league. Was that in 2011, too? Yeah. I know. I <laughs> The Tampa Bay Times, this is funny because it was the deputy editor, Mike Sherman. Never heard of the guy. He wrote an article with videos and graphs and charts and <laughs> all that good stuff talking about how nasty or bad Sue is. Wasn't it like the top 10 cheap shots? Yes. Ten, Sue's top like 10 cheap shots or some crap. It was, it was like BuzzFeed clipbait. Yeah. Clickbait. You know? And so anyhow, I was like, well, I want to look through and see what they've listed. And I looked through them and I didn't really see anything that bad. You know, I mean, he stepped on Aaron Rodgers' ankle, but, you know, he was backing up. And, yeah, he might have done it on purpose. And knowing his personality, he probably did. But but Aaron Rodgers is a dick, so I don't really blame him. <laughs> I know. Now that Sue's on the team, I'm like, you know, Screw that guy. everything he did was fine. It was justified. And then the one have, with- you, have you read that article about Aaron Rodgers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we read totally it. deserve that yeah, he's such a... He's a tool. A tool. <laughs> Unless he becomes a Buccaneer, then he's going to be the best quarterback ever. But even the one with Evans, Evan Smith on our team, the one where he got suspended for... Right. Evans took him down. It was a pretty nasty takedown. Sue got hit in the back, and Evans 
Evan Smith like bending backwards and then slammed him into the ground. And that Sue did not take too kindly of that. And he got up and started slamming Evans' head in the <laughs> in the ground and then got up and like kicked him. So, you know, it's not like he's going around and kicking puppies. Kicking puppies, yes. <laughs> I I don't know. I kinda like the way he plays. The first play of last year he was playing against Oakland. The very first play he got into a fight with a lineman. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Well, and that's what everybody's saying is he's like the defensive Ryan Jensen. I have no issue with Ryan Jensen. I don't have an issue with Ryan Jensen's penalties. I don't have an issue with the way that he plays. No, both of those penalties, you listen to this podcast, I've said it over and over, both of those penalties were BS. And then everybody made a big deal about it. Like, oh, he's not a smart football player. He played through the whistle and he blocked guys that he was supposed to block. I, I don't know. Anyhow. But I was thinking about this. You know, Jensen was brought in to be Mr. Tough Guy and tough in the lineup. We never really saw that, the offensive line. We never saw them really play tough. You know, Abedinot kind of did towards the end of the season, but oh, and Demar Dodson did towards the end of the season too. He was throwing guys into Abedinot. He was trying to keep his job. Yeah, he was. But I was thinking this, you know, they go up against McCoy in practice all the time. And, you know, McCoy's, you know, kind of a softy. He's not he's not strong and he's not going to throw you around and all that. He's going to try to get around you. You know, he's fast and he's quick, so he's going to try to get around you. And that's what they're used to in practice. Now they're going to have to go up against the Dominic and Sue and he's going to be throwing these guys around, getting up in their faces and probably fighting with them. It's going to toughen them up. So I think it's, it's going to be a good thing for the offensive line as well. I think just in general, you can speak to this because you're a guy. But when you get a guy in there that's tougher and meaner and bigger than you and stronger. Oh, you got to step up your game. You got to step up your game. You can't let him. You can't show weakness, for one. (laughs) That's true, because he will eat you alive. Yeah. But there's that competitive aspect to it, too. Yeah, I think in the locker room, he's going to bring a lot, which is this brings up another point. Jenna Lane had said that it was it was it in an article? I think it was an article she wrote where she said, Dominican Sue's former teammates didn't like him, like he was bad in the locker room or something like this. And there's two points I want to make here. One, I think Sue's not only going to make our team tougher, it appears to me like he's already made the fans tougher. I think so too. I've been seeing it on Twitter and stuff. They are going after the media. And all the McCoy supporters have basically disappeared at this point. Yeah, they're probably going to Cleveland. But... (laughs) I am seeing people attack the media, and it's hilarious. I mean, we have been laughing for two days at uh, Tom Metrics and Rick Stroud. Oh, my gosh. Jenna Lane. But anyhow, with Jenna Lane, she had posted this. Well, there was a fan who responded back, Ken Peartree, and he said, Hey, can you provide some quotes to that? Show us your sources. Uh, we never heard anything about that, basically. And she never did. She's probably blocked him at this point because he... Well, I mean, he wasn't being mean to He her. was persistent, and she was ignoring it. Yeah, I thought he was he was very polite about it, and he was doing exactly what fans need to do. Call out the media. If and they make an accusation, her. yeah, show me your sources. Prove it. You know, just, don't just say stuff like this. And I feel like they're already gearing up against Sue. Mm-hmm. They started doing it before it was even official that they had reached an agreement. Yeah, especially Rick Stroud. I mean, he had a whole podcast. He wrote articles. The about, Tampa Bay Times in particular. Yeah, Tampa Because he said Mike Sherman had come out with something. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deputy editor. Yeah, Thomas Bassinger. He's all over Twitter. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they lost one of their good sources in 
Gerald McCoy. And I wonder if they weren't on his payroll. Oh, strong accusations there. <laughs> I mean, I would like to ask you, know, have you ever received any gifts from Gerald McCoy? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's a, was it ethics thing in journalism? You don't yeah. receive gifts from your sources? And Rick Stroud said in his pa- podcast that he's got a good relationship with Gerald McCoy. And, and he was the first one that broke the news that McCoy was cut. And. So it makes you wonder if McCoy had called him and said, hey, okay. He's the one that brought up to Bruce Arians, why did you tell McCoy not to show up? He's the one that just said that McCoy is visiting the Browns and the Ravens. That was the first time I had heard about the Ravens. Mm-hmm. There's been a few others that he's come out with. Yeah, but then again, you know, Rick Stroud's been in this game for a long time. He's probably got other sources, too. But it just seems like he's Joe rather... McCoy's agent? <laughs> just seems like he's rather cozy with McCoy. But I love that the fans are calling calling him out, you know, holding the media accountable. That's, right. that's awesome. Accountability. Accountability across the board. Love it. I listened to the Locked on Bucks podcast. I forget which episode it was. One of the last couple. And they have inside information with the team that they aren't saying yet. They said it's going to come out eventually about McCoy and that whole situation. They said it's... It, Got a little ugly, I think. Yeah, didn't they imply that McCoy didn't want to be at the Buccaneers? Yeah, and in fact, Ebony McCoy, Gerald's wife, commented on something on Instagram, an Instagram post, and I don't know if it was that video at the end of the season where he was like saying goodbye, basically, where it sounded like he wasn't going to be there anymore. And she said something to the effect of, you all are assuming that McCoy still wants to play in Tampa. Yeah, see, I didn't see that. I didn't either. That's the first I had heard of it. And I said, whoa, what if it did initiate from his end, not the Bucks' end? The media is making it out like the Bucks are the bad guy. In fact, Rick Stroud said the Bucks are the ones that don't want to honor their contract with Right, but what if it was McCoy that didn't want to play here anymore? And he's telling them, no, I'm not coming to training camp. Get rid of me. Cut me. I will not play this year. I'll sit out. You know, who knows? His farewell video, he did not seem too torn up about it. I did like his Batman Halloween costume. <laughs> I saw that at Walmart in the kids section, I think. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I, I, I like McCoy as a person. He's, he's, he seems like a good guy. But, yes, and it was J.C. Cornell that was yeah. on Locked on Blocks, and now he's friends with Bruce Arians' son. Is that correct? Or they, I don't. Work? He's, I forget. I think that's what it is, but I can't say for sure he is connected with the family somehow so what we're going to find out later is more what happened with this with the contract deal and it doesn't make mccoy look good is that what we got from that that's what i took from it that's what i took from it too and i wonder if it doesn't date back as far as when he didn't give vote a captain last season yes that's a you know that's a huge thing and when it happened last year we talked about it on podcast last year how huge that was right and everybody just kind of blew it off and they're like "Eh, you know he's letting the younger guys take over oh man that's just that was really shocking to me and it might have been that the locker room turned on him don't know it might have been vita vea come in there and jeremy you know jeremy coy's never had any competition you know he's never had any body behind him that's eligible to take his job McCoy's always had job security here in Tampa and as soon as they drafted Vita Vea right it's a first rounder yeah defensive tackle yes who's better than him that's that's how I feel he's better than McCoy and I think he McCoy felt threatened and who was it that said it was one of the Joe Steve Isbitt or Lita Camper Lita Camper were they the ones that said 
Gerald McCoy has such thin skin that he probably couldn't play for Bruce Arians? That was Scott Reynolds. Scott Reynolds. On the Peter Report. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, you know, apparently Gerald McCoy is kind of sensitive. And, you know, if you've got Vita Vea coming up like some man beast coming to eat your children and take your lunch, (laughs) then, you know, he might not want to have stayed here anymore. And then besides the fact that the locker room apparently didn't think he was worthy of being a captain. I just I just don't think McCoy, you know, he's all of his career, he's had nothing but supreme accolades. And then all this happens. I think he was like, I, I'm ready. Get, get me out of here. I want to go someplace like the Browns where they'll make a statue of me for getting six sacks a year. Okay. So anyhow, we got the Dominican Sioux. Nobody is going to be able to run in between the tackles on us, between Bo Allen, Vita Vea, and the Dominican Sioux. And I'm telling you, with Vita Vea, a quarterback has only got three seconds max. Yeah. And now between Vita Vea and Dom Kinsu, they're going to have to get the ball out quick. And we're going to be attacking so much, you know, from the edges up the middle with our linebackers and all that. These quarterbacks are going to have to go. We're, slant routes are going to be our Achilles heel, I think. But, you know, we're going to be a little bit vulnerable over the top maybe. But that's if the quarterback can get time. But you're not going to be able to run – down the middle on us, not at all. Nothing, nothing between the tackles. You're gonna have to go on the outside edge, but that's what Kamara does, you know. Oh he, God! And uh, McCaffrey, you know, they're both very good outside runners. So, but that's why we drafted Devin White. Right, exactly. We got Devin White's gonna probably roam one side of the field, and Vontae Davis is gonna roam the other. I like how this is shaping up. Oh, I'm super excited. So, what pieces are we missing on defense? Of well, course, the secondary is a little weak. I think because they're young. They're young, yes. Our, our whole defense is young. Well, now that we got Sue, it's tipped it a little bit into the old man favor. But I think, you know, safeties, I, I really like Whitehead. I'm not sure about the new guy we got. Mike Mike Edwards? Jamel Dean. The guy we got from Green Bay. Oh, Kentrell Bryce. Kentrell Bryce. Not real sure about him. So, you know, if if I were to say right now that our where our weakness is on defense, I would say it's safety. But I'm not scared of it. I'm not worried about it. Our cornerbacks, I'm not worried either. We're going to be playing a lot of man coverage this year, and our cornerbacks are really good at man coverage, I think. That zone crap we were playing last year, oh, God, that was just so annoying. More so the Brent Grimes zone, (laughs) where it was watch the guy catch the ball and then... Avoid the tackle. (laughs) (laughs) Try not to get hit by him when he's running. He reminded me of one of those shepherd dogs that like run around the herd. Yeah, Yeah. the herding dog. He would herd him with the other guys. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad we got rid of him. But we'll see. We'll see. You know, we don't... Our defense... Our division is not a run-heavy division. You know, we got monster quarterbacks, except for Cam Newton. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I shouldn't say that. I mean, he, when I say quarterbacks, I'm talking about throwing guys. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton is just not a threat throwing the ball. Especially not now. Especially not now, yeah, if he even has a shoulder left anymore. I don't know. That's going to be interesting to watch this year. So I guess basically what I'm saying is Drew Brees and Matt Ryan are the two we're going to have to wait. But like I said, they're not going to have – a lot of time into the pocket like they used to have him with us. Drew Brees doesn't need that much. I would yeah. like to see Sue having gone up against Drew Brees. All right. I'll look for some film on a that. A game or two. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. I like that. Okay. Molly. Cool. All right. So next podcast, which is probably going to be next Wednesday because we're going on vacation this weekend. We might get a podcast out or it'll be on the road. So we'll see. So next Wednesday, are you writing this down? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do some comparisons to see if I can find some footage of Sue going up against Drew Brees and Matt Ryan. 
see how he does against that offensive line, see how he attacks them. I swear I've seen footage of him throwing Drew's, Drew Brees to the ground. Yeah, I think so, too. McCoy's going to be really upset about that. Yeah. His buddy. You know, <laughs> there's a couple of videos of Clinton McDonald when he was with us where he, like, picked Drew Brees up and body slammed him. <laughs> he did it two or three times, yeah. Did McCoy apologize for it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got to stop. McCoy's not on the team anymore. Sorry, okay. I guess that's why we can. We can talk about him now. Yeah. It's nine years of this stuff built up. <laughs> so, details about Sue's contract. It's a one-year deal worth $9.25 million, and then there's incentives, which could increase it to $10 million. We're just repeating that in case you didn't hear it the first time. <laughs> I'm going through my Twitter bookmarks to see what I bookmarked. We got some news from the NFL today. No more Oklahoma drills. What is that? That's where they would face off. You know, I, I talk we about them all the time. hard knocks. Yes, I love the Oklahoma okay, drills. Okay, but explain what they are again. They go so ahead when you have two guys go against each other. Uh huh. Go against each other? How? Like they're in sumo wrestling? No, Is it a boxing MMA. match? MMA? <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a takedown? It's generally when you have an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman, or just an offensive player and a defensive player go at each other, and then you have a running back try to get by the defensive lineman. He's got to shed the blocker and tackle the running back. Well, that sounds like it's really going to hurt the. Offensive linemen. It's going to hurt everybody. The running backs. You know, most I mean, teams haven't been running them for quite a few years. There's a few of them. And, and the NFL isn't saying you can't do it. They're saying we want you to stop. So, I don't know if Bruce Arians runs Oklahoma drills or not. Seems like he would. He's old school. I remember the first time I ran an Oklahoma drill, I was so scared. God, this was peewee football. <laughs> I played for the Oilers. That's how long ago this was. <laughs> that, was a, that was our football team, the Oilers. And we wore the Houston Oilers. Yeah, mm-hmm. This was way before your time. Man. We had the little little oil rig on the side of our helmet. But anyhow, yeah, I was a little skinny dude. And I ended up having to go against the meanest guy on our football team. Did they do that on purpose? Probably. <laughs> Stupid coach. So did you punch him in the mouth? No, I got thrown to the ground like a <laughs> bag of wet laundry. And then punched him later in the locker room? <laughs> no, we did get into a fight later in the year, though. Yeah. You were holding that grudge for a while. I'm still holding it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Shoot. You want to redo? You could take him now. Yeah, I could take him now. Maybe. Maybe. But that's a shame. I'd, I'd like to see the NFL get more tough. But then again, I'm old school. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. Most everybody I know that watches football would rather it be more tough. They don't like the way it's gone. I agree with that. I don't. It's just, it's too technical now. Yeah. yeah it seems like it's too managed. Yeah. There's too much administration. You have to tackle a certain way. You have to sack the quarterback a certain way. Yeah. It's very subjective. Yeah. It's like every time a player gets hurt, they make a rule because that guy got hurt. You know, it's like the horse collar rule. You know, one guy gets tackled by the horse collar and they make a rule the next year. And now there's been 4,000 horse collar penalties just because one guy got hurt. You know, same thing with who was it that got hurt? The quarterback. Was it Tom Brady got hit in the knee? Yeah. So now they made it. You can't hit the quarterback below the waist. Right. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. I mean, you can really literally only hit the quarterback from like the shoulder to the stomach. And you have to lay him down gently. Yeah, you have to lay him down <laughs> gently now. Give him flowers. I know. It's a joke. Know. Yeah. We sound like, get off my lawn. I know. You dang kids. <laughs> Sue is going to face all three of his old teams this fall. This is per Greg Almond. Oh, cool. So we play the Dolphins in preseason on August 26th. Which game is it? First, second, or third? I don't know. I would say fourth. 
Well, then Sue probably won't play at all. Might be third. I don't remember when the start of the season is. It's joint practice, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out how good of a team he was. Yeah. <laughs> then September 29th, we play at the Rams, and December 15th at the Lions. Interesting. Oh, man, that's good. Good stuff. Yeah, that's good. We got Sue, too. We'll be able to get some information from him for the Rams game. That's true. Oh, yeah. I think they'll be suffering from the Super Bowl hangover. I do, too. It's generally that way. Just Sean McVay's face in, like, the third quarter, just deer in the headlines. Deer in he the headlines. He had no clue what was happening. He was outcoached in that game. You know, the draft is going to be in uh, Vegas next year. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Let's go. I'm scared of Vegas. <laughs> You might not come back. That's what I'm scared of. <laughs> I will never want to leave. It's going to be in Cleveland in 2021 and Kansas Ugh. City in 2023. So we can go to Cleveland. We'll be ready to come back. I'd rather have a toe chopped off. <laughs> I've been to Cleveland. Ugh. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Ohio's just not a hospitable place. It's cold, windy. Everybody's and then, like, drab. scorching in the summer. They're in the Midwest. I don't know if I've ever been there in the summer. Oh. Yeah, I used to have family lived up there. It's funny because they're all down in Tampa now. And they're still Browns fans. Bunch of dummies. Uh, in 2022, we don't know where the draft's going to be at. Oh, and that's weird. They must weird. be in talks with somebody. Yeah, they're doing the same thing that they do with the Super Bowl where they have teams bid on it. And with the draft next year, they're going to be having it in prime time. Uh, so it's going to be you know, probably broadcast on like NBC or CBS or uh, something. Oh, weird. Yeah. They're making it into a big... No, that's the Combine. My bad. I'm thinking of the Combine. The Combine? Yeah, yeah, and they always have the combine in Indianapolis. They're thinking about moving it next year because they're going to have it in prime time, and they want a more spectacular venue. I know. I'm like, who? Only really diehards watch the combine. I don't even watch the. the I combine. know, like we're diehards. We don't watch the combine. It's like watching track and field. Yeah, basically, like the Presidential Fitness Awards. It would be cool. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Like gym class. <laughs> you dread that week. I'm not athletic at all. Like, I'm so clumsy. Last week, I was folding a blanket and broke our chandelier. Like, that's how clumsy I am. So, the presidential fitness <laughs> test was not for me. <laughs> I can just imagine everybody out there trying to visualize how you even can do that. And here's the thing. she did. You didn't hit it with the blanket, did you? You hit it with your arm. Yeah, I was... I mean, how do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> and then you... it cut me, too. Yeah, she got her legs all cut up. I mean, how do you flop your arms so much to knock a chandelier off? I don't know. So, yeah, the combine, you really got to be... Certain, only certain people watch combine, you know? And it's so long. And why would you do it in prime time? Like, 8 o'clock at night, that makes no sense. Don't know. NFL trying to bleed all that money they can. Oh, yeah. Which, I don't blame them. Heck, the more money the NFL makes... The more the salary cap gets raised, the more the players can get paid. Which we're going to have to cut somebody. Right. We haven't signed Sue yet, so the cap isn't an issue yet. But once he signs... But, I mean, we're going to have to cut somebody for the roster. we got 90 guys now. Oh. Uh, but we got a bunch of guys on the tail end that yeah. fodder. We'll get rid of a couple of those guys. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be an issue. We're going to be right up against the cap again, though. Right. Because as soon as we sign Sue, we're probably going to sign Devin White. We're going to be right at zero money. Zero and then dollars. I think we haven't signed Jamel Dean yet either. And Mike Edwards, I think. Uh, so we might have to cut somebody else with a some, get some payroll going. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, and by the way, did you know that we still have OTAs going on? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> yeah, today was the last day, day six of OTAs. Last day this week. 
Had some pretty interesting stuff. Seems like Rojo's really getting a lot of praise and attention out there on the field. Did you get that from Carmen Vitale? I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, Carmen Vitale has been uh, reporting some good stuff from the camp. She said that Rojo is looking very fast and very elusive, and he had a touchdown catch today. He said the tight ends are looking fierce and monstrous, and uh, they're taunting the defense. <laughs> She said that the defense is really, really communicating a lot. When Devin White and Levante David are on the sidelines, uh, they're calling out checks and all that. She said that like all the defensive players are calling out to each other during the play, you know, before the play set up, pointing out what the offense is doing and you know, giving signals and stuff. And that was a really big problem last season. Oh gosh, yeah, those guys didn't know what was going they on were out confused, there. Confused, lost. Vernon Hargreaves had an interception at practice. Okay. Now. Okay. Trying to get back in favor yeah, of EA. Right. Uh, and he ran it back for what could have been a touchdown. I guess what he happened? didn't. I guess he didn't run it back all the way. Ran on a gas. Yeah. Will Golston had a batted ball today. Uh, Carmen Vitale said that uh, Will Golston looked huge. Said he's good. Put on a lot of weight. She says he looks bigger than he ever has with the Bucks. And Arian said he wanted him to put pack some weight on. Yeah. Which I remember that. It sounds like, you know, we've talked about this, about how he has his weight fluctuation thing. It sounds like he likes to have weight on. <laughs> so he's going to be one of our big, big boys. Doesn't he kind of specialize in that? Uh, batting balls down? He's a tall guy. Yeah, he did that quite a bit. I think they like him for special teams for that reason. Yeah, he blocks kicks. Yeah. Rodney Barber was at practice today. Oh, okay. Yeah, roaming the sidelines. Uh, yesterday, Booger McFarlane was there. You remember Bruce Arians said he was going to have... Ex-Buccaneers come in. But only if they wanted to be coaches, right? I don't know if they're co- coaching or not. Just, but these two guys are in the media. We're getting that attention, boys. And Booger McFarland, he's national. He's yeah. Monday Night Football. Yeah. He's going to be out there talking. You know, hey, uh, this this uh, this Golston guy, he's pretty good. I saw him in practice. Is that how he talks? No, not at all. <laughs> I can't do impressions for <laughs> You just need to find one that you do really well. No, I can't think of none. Well, just practice. <laughs> you want me to practice doing impressions? You know who does good impressions? Who's that? Bill Hader. He does. That's his thing. Yeah. I didn't know that until like a year ago. <laughs> I just love watching him on Saturday Night Live. And what was he on there? Like 10 years, 5, 6 years? Long time. And uh, I had no idea that his whole shtick was impressions. Because he's just a funny guy, if you ask me. He does voices for South Park. Mm-hmm. And he was a writer for them. Mm-hmm. Well, Tom Pratt was also at OTAs today. Legendary coach, coached in Super Bowl One, out there wearing Air Jordan sneakers. I saw a picture of him on Twitter. I've never heard of this person. <laughs> yeah, and not not to joke on him, but we're going to. He's wearing <laughs> Air Jordan sneakers. With, he's probably in his 70s. At least, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, no, he's probably older than that. And he's wearing, are those khaki shorts? Yes. Down below his knees, and he's got white socks, Under Armour socks that come mid-calf. So really, the only thing showing on his legs are like the knee. No, you can't even see his knee out there. Like his calf. Like the top of his calf. <laughs> he's out there in shorts. He's got a shirt tucked in with a belt. That always cracks me up. And Air Jordans. And Air Jordans on. It's like he went to his grandkids and were like, listen, I got to look cool. Yeah, they're going to have cameras out there. They're going to have gonna, cameras. I'm going to look it's snazzy. B.A. who was like, so cool. I want to look like B.A., <laughs> but not like a B.A. <laughs> so next week, OTAs are going to be, you said they were going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? I think so, yeah. So four days next week. Four days. And then after that, what do we got? Yeah, so next week is four days, Tuesday through Friday. 
Then the following week, June 4 through 6, there will be mandatory mini camp. When do they have pads on and start hitting each other? I don't know. I don't think at the mini camp. So probably in July when they go to training camp. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. But I, I really like this uh, Carmen Vitale. She's doing a really good job, I think, with some and everything. She's a good writer, too. I like her stuff. Yeah, she's a good personality on Twitter to follow. She's entertaining, yeah, she has is. some good information and blurbs. Mm-hmm. Which that brings it up another thing we've touched on a little bit. Guys, be careful with the medium. It seems like some of them are gunning for Aryans and like. They're kind of pissed off about McCoy being cut. So they might start trying to poison the waters. Let's keep them honest. Keep them accountable. Don't let them gaslight us. Pull the wool over our eyes. If they start saying stuff that we don't agree with, let them know. They say stuff we don't believe. Say, hey, show me the facts. Give me the source on that. Let's keep everybody accountable. Accountability. Let's get our accountability sheets going. That's right. <laughs> All right, do us a favor. Whatever you're doing right now, whatever app you're on, find the share button, click it, share us with some media platform. I don't know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. I don't know. Can you even share to Instagram? I don't know. <laughs> share a podcast link to Instagram? I don't know. Anyhow, wherever you think the Buccaneers fans reside, you don't want to keep all this bucky bucky good stuff to yourself, <laughs> do you? <laughs> Is that just going to keep getting longer yeah, every that, time? Next time it's going to be three buckies. <laughs> if you'd like to get in touch with us, I can be reached at mollybay at buccaneersobserver.com. Ralph would like to read your best trash talk. Ralph at BucksObserver.com. We're on Twitter at Bucks underscore Observer. And we have a website, BuccaneersObserver.com. Don't be mean, Ralph. <laughs> when you when you give them email addresses, does it bother you when you say, you can reach us at Molly at BuccaneersObserver.com? No, because they understand what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. That always bothered me when I said it. So I always tried to come up with a different way to say it. I just don't care that much. <laughs> I'd say our email address is... Ralph at BuccaneersObserver.com. Yeah. I will take that under advisement. No, I, d- I just wondered if it, to me, it was all, I felt like I was going, I sounded like something from Star Wars and at, 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 at. Is that a, a Star Wars thing? Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> he nerds are the cool guys now. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us, guys. Y'all all have a good Memorial Day weekend. Until next time. Go Bucks. <laughs>